We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Live from Rob Dobbs on 801 North Hershey in Bloomington, this is the Illinois State Volleyball Coaches Show with Allie Matters on the Xfinity Mobile Redbirds Sports Network from Learfield. Now, here's the voice of the Redbirds, John Fitzgerald. And a pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome to Rob Dobbs at 801 North Hershey Road in Bloomington for another edition of the Alley Matters Show as we talk Redbird Volleyball over the next 60 minutes until 7 o'clock here at Rob Dobbs and talk about the Birds. Four and two start in Missouri Valley Conference play. Four consecutive wins for Alley Matters Ball Club. And first of all, Coach Matters. Welcome to your show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we premiered the Alley Matters show. Yep. Since that time, four consecutive wins. Mm-hmm. Not saying the two have anything to do with each other whatsoever, but I think they probably do. And they were on the road. All the more impressive. They were on the road, everybody. Huge deal. Four wins on the road. It was tough sledding. In the non-conference in the early portion, got off to the 0-2 start in conference play. What has been the biggest difference, first of all, in the four straight? And you've done it in convincing fashion. It was a little bit of a tough one to open that four-match road swing at Murray State. Yep. You ended up winning in five sets, 3-2. to two. Yep. And since then, you haven't given up – you haven't lost a set. Yeah, I think that opening weekend against you and I and Drake, we knew – 
you know, one and two in conference. We knew that they were going to test us. Uh, and we used those matches just to kind of see where we were at. I don't think we are necessarily ready for those matches quite yet. Um, and we knew that it would be tough taking the road, but we knew that we were going to play more like opponents um, than where we were at opening weekend. So I think it, it's nice to be on the road. You're just, there's not a lot of distractions. You wake up, you eat, you go to pregame and you play a match. So I thought it was good to kind of be on the road and figure some things out and they went in our favor. Although that first trip to Murray, Kentucky, and then over to Nashville, yep. it's a little bit more of a travel aspect between matches as well than, yep. say, last weekend when you're playing UIC and Valparaiso on back-to-back days. Yeah, the trip to Murray, well, yeah, the trip to Murray was pretty uneventful. Um, <laughs> it wasn't, you know, it wasn't very scenic. It wasn't too crazy. Um, and then to go from Murray to Belmont – um, you know, we didn't get in until like 11, 11.30, and then to play Belmont, we left the match at 7 o'clock. We won in three. My wonderful director of operations, Steve, had food delivered to the bus, and we left at 7, and we didn't pull into campus until around 1.45 in the morning. So, which that drive is a lot easier when you go to. After you win? Yes. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. There is no doubt about that. Yeah. So, now you're back home after four straight on the road, and you're going to open up a five-match homestand that's going to include three matches in four days, if my math is correct, this weekend. Yeah. That's a lot to ask, isn't it? It doesn't yeah. happen very often. I mean, typically you're two on back-to-back days per weekend for the most part in conference play, but yeah. here you've got a Friday, a Saturday, and a Monday. Yeah, the only silver lining, I suppose, obviously outside of being at home in front of our fans, is that we're playing two opponents that we just played um, less than two weeks ago. So it's not that we are scouting two full new teams. We can kind of revisit, you know, our team knows kind of what we can expect, uh, make a little tweaks here and there, but then to have a day off and then play lovely, lovely Bradley on Monday uh, is going to be just, just a tough stretch of matches for us, but we prefer to be home than on the road. People don't realize the the scouting aspect that goes into back-to-back matches typically yep. is pretty time-consuming for your staff and obviously yep. then conveying that to the players. Yep. You mentioned the fact that you just played Murray and Belmont yep. two weeks ago, so that does ease matters. Yep. But let's talk a little bit about just the fatigue factor and how you fight that because three matches in four days is not yep. something they're necessarily used to body-wise. Yeah, I think for us it was – you know, I was a little nervous after Murray just winning in five sets, um, and it was just really tough, and then to travel and then to go play Belmont. But it was nice that we got the sweep against Belmont. So I'm hoping that against Murray they don't – not that they don't give us as much of a fight, but the quicker those matches are, the longer that we have to, to rest and recover. So, I mean, a win's a win, and I'm happy however we get it, whether it be five, four, or three. Uh, but it's just we're just going to have to rest and recover. And the good thing is is that as many – you know, we do have the three grads that are starting for us right now, but the majority of our starters are sophomores, so we're not uh, too old, I suppose. Old and decrepit at yeah. that point, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> you come home, and it's going to be – you really kick off homecoming weekend yes, this weekend on favorite. Friday with the matchup against Belmont, and it's going to be a blackout night at Sefcu Arena, 6 o'clock yep. the start time on Friday night as you take on the Bruins. But yep. It's a nice weekend to be home, isn't it? There's yeah. a lot going on on campus, a yeah. lot of interest, homecoming. And then on Saturday, yeah. football game is going to be in the afternoon at 2 o'clock. Bring your football tickets yeah. to Sefcu on Saturday night at 7 o'clock, and yeah. you can see Murray State for free. Yeah, I know. I'm always Homecoming is so great. I think it's just, just the traditions that they have at Illinois State are always wonderful. I went to the tree lighting last night. 
Um, so that was really fun. So I think that there's just a lot of buzz and excitement around campus right now. So the fact that our matches are included in the homecoming schedule is always exciting. And I expect that we're going to have a lot of fans against Belmont. Everyone should be wearing black. Um, we're doing a koozie and black pom-pom giveaway. So that's always exciting. So hopefully everyone can make a lot of noise and we get the dub. A lot of events coming up, and we'll we'll feature these a little bit later on, but Saturday, obviously, homecoming Saturday after the football game, and then Monday, a big kids' club night where yeah. Reggie's kids' club members can come in, show their ID card, and get in free for that match against Bradley. Yep. Then you got a monster match the following weekend. I'm assuming part of Halloween. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I'll never forget uh, when I was an assistant at Seton Hall, and the head coach at St. John's, her name is JoJo, one of my favorite coaches. She coached a Halloween match in a uh, full outfit with like a um, Superman like cape. And I just couldn't take her seriously because we were beating them and she was walking up and down the sidelines and her cape was like floating in the wind. So I love Halloween matches, but I think I'm just going to be a volleyball coach. You know? That's what you're going to dress up as this I think, year? I think so, yeah. It's, it's a good look for me right now. T today was Prime Day. Did you take advantage of that at all? I don't. No, I don't do that. No. No, I don't do that. My wife is right now, unfortunately, as it's, we spit here. It's just, it's too much. Like, it's just too much. But I did, I actually did buy some stuff off Amazon the other day, but just not today. <laughs> what are you going to be for Halloween? Um, off the court. I don't, I don't know. I don't really have plans yet. <laughs> I have bigger fish to we'll fry right now the next than show. Halloween. We'll ask that in the yeah, next yeah, show. Yeah, It'll be closer. Go, we'll come back to that. The, um... The amount of newcomers yep. and young players you had on this program going into the season yep. obviously takes a little bit of time to gel. Yep. Went through an incredibly exhausting, difficult schedule in the non-conference portion of the year. Yep. How have you seen this club, especially over the last two weeks, really grow and begin to kind of get that confidence that feeds off each other that you need and you yeah. talked about this early on. It's not really what happens early. It's what happens through October and November as you yeah. make a run for the postseason tournament. What have you seen with your own eyes kind of how this team has kind of grown? Yeah, I think one of the coolest things for me as a head coach is that, you know, Kara Cooper, Mari Hinkle, and Bella Zeman are three of our graduate transfers. And all three of them, you know, when Kara wasn't playing well, she's like, coming in our office being like, we need to figure this out. I'm watching film. Like, I want to be better for this program. And Bella Zeman went back and watched matches at Wofford and was like, hey, like, these are some of the matches that I, you know, was really, you know, really successful in. And, and even Mari is up in the office being like, hey, what defense, what offense are we in? So I think that those three have kind of been the missing piece for us going into these past four matches is – you know, Kara has been playing awesome, and so is Bella in that OH2 spot. So I think we're getting contributions from newbies, um, and that kind of levels out our returning sophomore group, and um, they have just been kind of the X factor in these last three matches. But there is confidence that comes with winning. Yes. And that has a way of kind of yeah. being a slippery slope downhill in a good way for you guys. Yeah, I think that, you know, losing can be contagious, and I think winning can be as well. I think our biggest challenge right now is just there's a fine line between – being humble, being cocky, being confident, all of the things. So right now our team is just feeling good. They're confident. Um, and I just think we're trying to keep them like, hey, Belmont and Murray are going to want to come in and, and revenge us on our home court. So I'm trying to dangle that in front of the players a little bit just to remind them. But they're just they're so excited for the weekend ahead and, and you know, hopefully to compete for two more wins. So I think that 
that's just a part of my job, I suppose. And after being on the road for four straight, the ability to come home, play in front of your own fans in a great arena, yep. that's got to be attractive for them too. Yeah, absolutely. I think just being on the road is exhausting and the travel and even coming back from Belmont, like it, just the recovery from that long of a bus ride, it's just like you get off and you can't walk for a couple of seconds afterwards. Um, and we're trying to keep them comfortable. And on Saturday coming back from Belmont, the team was playing this game on their phones with each other. And I had to text them from the be from the um, front of the bus and say the curfew for this game is midnight. I want to go to bed. So the team they were giggling and laughing and screaming, and that's great. After two wins, I want them excited. But it was midnight, and that is like four hours past my bed. <laughs> so th the team had a great time. The staff in the front of the bus was like, "We need off this bus." So and there's no windows on the buses, so. Keep that in mind. It's always better after wins. It is. It's great. It was a great, great ride home. You can look beyond a lot of things yes. after wins. So we are happy to be home in SEFQ. We're going to take our first break of the night. When we come back, we'll have more with Alley Matters as the Alley Matters show continues live from Rob Dobbs right after this timeout on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network from Learfield. I'm Bob Dobbsky, and I'm personally inviting you to come into Rob Dobbs Restaurant this week for lunch. Enjoy a delicious meal from the new Rob Dobbs lunch menu during your workday, and you don't have to worry about a long wait as we have plenty of seating. From our handcrafted burgers, specialty sandwiches, or variety of salads, you'll be ready to take on the rest of your day. And how long's the wait to be seated, Bob? Just a little, Jules. See our lunch menu when you visit robdobbsbn.com. Welcome back to Rob Dobbs. The Alley Matters Show. We're here at 801 North Hershey Road in Bloomington till 7 o'clock talking Redbird Volleyball. And, Coach, we touched on it a little bit in our first segment, but this is a group and a roster that's compiled of a ton of newcomers everywhere yeah. from graduate transfers and then a number of young returners, still underclassmen, who played quite a bit as freshmen last year. Yep. People come in with different roles. People come in from being big person on campus to yep. being used to a system for the last four years at their former school. How have you battled that aspect of finding the correct role for them within your system, within this team here in 2023? I would yeah. assume that's not something that's going to happen overnight, but something that as you progress through the non-conference has a way to settle itself. Yeah, I think that um, in like at our home tournament, I remember it faintly. Uh, I just cleared the bench off. Like, I was like, you out, you in. And it was just like, I remember the ref just being like, sub, 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 everybody at the table. I was just like, I'm looking for a spark. I'm looking for something. Um, and then I think we kind of revamped our practice plan. We identified who we thought that our core starters were, and we're like, we need to level this out a little bit. So I think that we've been able to you know, identify some roles of like, okay, this is this is what you're going to be for us this year. You know, you have Bella Zeman that led Wofford and kills last year. You have Kara Cooper who led Valparaiso and kills last year. And I think when you put those new, you know, athletes in your system, there is a lot that goes into getting them acclimated. Should it have taken four weeks, 
here nor there, um, but it took a little <laughs> bit longer than I thought. But then I think we talked about it with Emily Weber on two weeks ago on the show of just how I'm like, Emily, I don't want to manage you. And she's like, but you have to, I'm only a sophomore. And I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> um, but then you have, you know, athletes like Emily Weber and Ada Shadowald and Hannah Reikensberger who are returning sophomores that are like the core identity of our group. So in the Missouri Valley, um, Hannah and Ada, we are one, we are, one of the only teams in the Valley that have two athletes that are in the top 10 in points for, per set. And that is Ada and Hannah. So those two are carrying so much of our load for us and they're only sophomores. And that is just a testament to our system and what we're trying to do. Has it taken longer than I wanted? Yes, but now we're kind of reaping the benefits of just kind of staying consistent with what we're trying to do. I understand it took a little bit longer than you would hope, yeah. and it always does from a coaching perspective, without a doubt, whether or not it took 24 hours or four weeks. But the fact of the matter is, unlike having sophomores, juniors, freshmen who play mm -hmm. behind somebody for a couple of years, yep. you get glimpses of how they play in match play. Yep. You get glimpses of seeing them every day in practice and what their work habits are and what maybe their potential is going to be. Yep. You literally opened the door to the gym prior to preseason and yep. said, okay, yeah. here you guys go. Yeah. Let's see what your strengths are. Yeah. Incredibly difficult to figure out roles that soon. Yeah, and I think that for, you know, we don't have summer access like the basketballs do, so we don't have access to our athletes until August 8th, and then the whistle is blowing on, you know, August 26th, and it's at Mizzou. So I think, right. you, know, you know, so our preseason was our preseason, but then you have – all of these new athletes and we had 10 of them being like, how do I get this? Where do I get this? What do you guys do when this ball is here? What do I do if this ball is here? So then you have 10 new athletes asking you those questions. And then you have the sophomores that are still growing within the game also asking questions. And at the same time, it's a huge, they're asking questions, trying mm -hmm. to learn what your system is. Yep. You don't know their strengths or weaknesses right. though either at this point. There's right. only so much you can see on film yep. from somebody who played at Wofford or Valparaiso right. or anywhere else that right. they transferred in from. Right. I, I think that was like the big thing with Kara is, you know, when you go into the transfer portal, you can, you know, look up video and you're just watching video. And obviously you get to talk to them and they get to come to campus, but there's just a different Whereas Ada or Hannah or Emily as sophomores, you know, like Han or Emily and Ada, I recruited both of them and I've known them. So now being able to coach them in our system is easier than maybe coaching Kara Cooper, who has been in my system for a little bit over a month. And we're still, you know, those, those three, our three grads are just getting better and better, better every time we take the court. So it's just like, and we're just starting, you know, our October play. So. And then this past weekend, sophomore Emily Weber, who you mentioned, became the 18th player and now sits 17th all-time to surpass 1,000 career assists. She's mm -hmm. been a real factor since she kind of pulled her red shirt last year, hasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I think Emily, you know, when I um, you know, when I accepted the position at Illinois State, she actually called me and she's like, I'm coming with you. And I was like, you are? <laughs> she's like, I'm coming with you. Like, I, I'm in. If you want me, I'm in. So I think that... You know, where our program was when I first inherited the program, I was like, you know, I, I want you to redshirt. And then all of our adversity that we, you know, had last year in our first year, we pulled Emily's redshirt. And now it's just kind of like the rest has been history. So she's really turned into a great quarterback for us. She's a leader. Um, you know, she's our captain. And she really just holds things together. And now all of a sudden she's got a little bit of sass and confidence to her, which is great. <laughs> um, so I think that Emily is just – 
you know, she's just really turning to, to be like an all-around great player. I think defensively and at the service line, she really, really struggled last year. And already this year, she's doubled her, you know, aces at the back line. And she's playing a lot better defense. So, you know, as a sophomore, those are really great things that, you know, we have to look forward to this year. It's not uh... – as I mentioned earlier, it's not always as quickly as you want it to be. But, mm -hmm. boy, when things start to click and you yeah. start to see the development in those yep. players, especially within your system, it does make it a special time, doesn't it? Yeah, it just feels so great. Um, we had, you know, on the whiteboard in my office, we have this long list of things that's, you know, titled, We Need to Get Better At. And in August and in September, that list, I'm like, I need another whiteboard. <laughs> it was just like, we just had so many things. And, you know, every single practice, we put a plan together to be like, hey, these are these are ways that we can work on this skill set. And then when we look back at, you know, all those green arrows that are going upward of all of our statistics, our offense and our defense, we've been able to kind of like put across through those things on our board of like, they're not perfect, but we're working on them and we're getting better. So... It, you know, I'm a big list person, so it feels really good to take some things off my list. Shows growth. Yeah, sure does. That's so huge. proud. That's why you guys have won four consecutive matches. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll bring up our special guest tonight, Redbird Hall of Famer, two-time Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year, Kim Nelson-Brown joins us right after this timeout as the Alley Matters Show continues live from Rob Dobbs on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network. From Learfield. Rob Dobbs Restaurant is known for prime ribs Friday through Sunday. I'm Bob Dobbsky, and I wanted to let you know that Rob Dobbs is open for lunch Monday through Sunday starting at 11 o'clock. I'd like to personally invite you to try one of our handcrafted burgers from our lunch menu. Skip the drive through and enjoy a delicious sit-down lunch this week at Rob Dobbs Restaurant. How long's the wait to be seated, Bob? Just a little, Jules. See our lunch menu when you bookmark robdobsbn.com. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Rob Dobbs. The Alley Matters Show. As we talk Redbird Volleyball until 7 o'clock. It's now time to introduce our special guest here tonight, someone who needs no introduction, Redbird Hall of Famer, two-time Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year, and the current longtime head coach at Illinois, Wesleyan University down the road, Miss Kim Nelson-Brown. Kim, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Woo! Well, first of all, I think even though we're both in the same geographic area, I, I think it's worth talking about how you guys first got acclimated to each other. Wow. Um, I think Leanna, Leanna Bordner. She brought us together when Allie came into town and really wanted to pull in a bunch of the alumni from the community and really have that opportunity to get to know Allie and just communicate and talk and find out who she was and how we as an alumni group could come in and, and assist and help make this transition as smooth as possible. 
How smooth has it been? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now smooth, but very good. We're so good much. now. Yeah. We're good now. Yeah. Okay. Year number twenty-eight at Illinois Wesleyan University. Yes. Yes, I've been there a while. <laughs> did, you, did you think you'd be there that long? No. No. Um, I mean, most coaches don't when you end up staying that long. Right. You know, the whole process. I was actually working at Illinois State University at the time in the Athletic Study Center when I got the call from actually Julie Morgan. Um, that Denny Bridges, who was our former athletic director at Illinois Wesleyan, was looking for a volleyball coach. Tracy Strain Maynard, who's also an ISU alum, was the previous coach, and she had a baby over the summer and um, just realized she wanted to stay home and, you know, raise her daughter and, and not coach anymore. And so we were about three weeks out of season starting. <laughs> and um, Julie called me and said, would you be interested? And I said, well, at least go and chat because I loved working at Illinois State and I loved what I was doing. Um, and the opportunity was great. And my brother had played football there. So my brother was a year older than I was. And so he graduated. So I was familiar with Illinois Wesleyan. And I thought, why not? I'll see how this goes. And <laughs> here I am 28 years later still. Did you have an inkling prior to that phone call, though, that coaching was something you might want to pursue at all? Yes, I had coached club, and then I also had coached um, out of college. I actually did my internship up in Palis, where I was from, and was hired at Oak Forest High School for my very first year. So I graduated in May of 94, and I, I coached at Oak Forest um, this fall of 94, but my husband and I got married and he was working in Decatur at the time. So we moved down and I actually then coached while I was working at Illinois State. I was work, uh, head volleyball coach at Moreau Foresight and I had coached club on and off for about five years. So I knew I wanted a coach, but I just wasn't sure at that point what level or, or where. I know that despite the fact that you guys are competing institutions. You guys have been mentors for each other the last couple of years. And, mm -hmm. and that's really important in a coaching fraternity sometimes when things get very competitive, especially even now with the transfer portal being upped a little bit, to have people you can really rely on in good and in bad times. People don't really understand, I think, um, some of the thoughts that go through coaches' heads in the middle of the night sometimes, in the midst of a losing streak. Middle of the night, middle of the day, <laughs> at dinner. Yeah. Yeah, I think that with coaching, you're going through things or you're experiencing things within your team, and you're just like, I can't be the only one, right? Like, I can't be this crazy right now. Um, so I think, you know, to be able to pick up the phone and call someone like Kim has just been, I just did it, you know, three or four weeks ago. I'm like, hey, coffee, my porch. I'll buy. She's like, I've already had seven cups, so I'll just come and hang. So at I, middle of the night, wake up and you can't sleep, and so you start yeah. drinking coffee at a really early time as yeah. you're trying to break down film and figure things out. Yeah, I yeah. was like, please don't give me any more caffeine. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it was just one of those things that I was like, hey, this is going on. This is what, this is how I'm feeling right now. And she's just like, yeah, like, hey, this is what we do. This is what we've done. So I think like just having someone to be able to just kind of share her experience of like, hey, I've been there, I've done it, I'm with you, I feel you, let me know how I can help. And just sometimes those conversations, like I just like fluttered off my, my porch. I was like, all right, I'm good, like I'm not crazy. So it's just been something that I've been able to rely, rely on since I've been here and um, I'm really, really thankful for it. Well, Kim, you've had an incredibly successful career at Illinois Wesleyan over now in your 28th year, as we said. What's been the secret for you from a longevity standpoint? I, I know in coaching, 
things, especially at the Division Three level in all sports across the board, things get a little bit cyclical. You have a good class, you go through maybe a downtime, you get a couple people that help with a good class for a couple of years, but it's a little bit more of a roller coaster. You've really had sustained success. What's been what's been the key for you? I think, you know, I think at the end of the day, your players need to know you care. And I think making sure that they understand that, that even though I might push them and I might challenge them on a daily basis, that at the end of the day, I'm still kind of like their second mom. And I want them to know that I'm there and I care. And I do think that makes a difference. Um, I also think I've been able to surround myself with people who make us better and make me better, whether it's um, the summit at my house in the summer. Love the summit. Um, (laughs) So the summit is something I started a couple years ago, actually, um, when Leo was here um, prior to Allie coming in. And I invited a bunch of the female coaches from the area to my house. And we just sat on the deck and we just talked about things. And I think learning again, that you're not alone, that these are going on, but also we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We just need to share ideas and what works for someone may not work for someone else, but someone might have a wonderful idea that you can go, okay, I need to implement that into my program. And so we have those moments out on the deck and, mm-hmm. you know, talk. And um, if it's raining, we go inside. Yeah. But my husband knows to leave the house. And, um, you know, I've been very blessed to have an incredible staff. I mean, we, I did not have a full-time assistant coach up until, I guess, I'm in year 13. Um, out of, so 15 years, I didn't have a full-time coach. They were all volunteer people who had worked at State Farm or full-time jobs. And so you talk about wearing a lot of hats. And so again, having an assistant that comes in and does a great job. And then, um, you know, Chrissy Duncan was my first one. She's now the head coach at Loris. Um, Mary Fromm was my second full-time coach and she's now the head coach at Heartland. Um, my daughter, Tyler is now my full-time coach and I'm hoping she doesn't leave anytime soon, but, um, you know, the goal is to prep them and get them ready. But then I also have a bunch of volunteers that have been with me for a dozen years, if not more. Maggie's been with me. She's my first recruiting class, graduated, left for a year and has been volunteering. She has four kids. She's a teacher, um, Tony Gleva and Ryan Ray Craft and, um, Nicole Bing and Maddie Williams, they're all just local people that have full-time jobs that still come in and help. And so I'm very fortunate that I'm surrounded with a lot of great people that help elevate our gym and, and make everyone better. You talk about the fact that you didn't have a full-time assistant until year 13, which isn't totally unheard of at the Division Three level. But for the level of success you've had and having been a coach, knowing what is involved in the day-to-day struggles, sometimes mental, sometimes physical, to also raise a family and be married, that's a lot and a huge burden. And I don't think people realize that juggling act of what, what takes place inside the head. Yeah, I, and both my kids were born in August, too. So you throw in <laughs> you throw in that variable in that, um, you know, Maggie was with me. That was first year she was a freshman, and I went into labor on Wednesday, and I had my daughter Thursday, and I think we were all in the gym on Sunday. So, and my son, I was induced on Tuesday, came home Thursday, and the team reported on Friday, and my son was with me on Saturday. So, again, like my husband, God bless him, you know, he had a job that, 
He was a police officer for 28 years, and so he had different hours. And I always said the the key to our successful marriage was because we never saw each other. So um, there was a lot of handoffs in the gym or in a parking lot or wherever it might be. And um, again, it is a lot of juggling, but I'm also, I was blessed to have an environment at Illinois Wesleyan that promotes family and promotes um, being able to juggle it. So my players have always known when they come in and they commit to Illinois Wesleyan Volleyball that faith and family are first and that is a priority that I will never change and um, and they know that that's part of growing up with kids in the gym you know I can remember my daughter and my son running across the court and I said they're gonna learn really quick if they get hit so (laughs) and they did you know and um, Maggie has raised all four of her kids and they come in the gym Mary when she was with me had Chloe and she came in the gym and it's just one of those environments that I want us I want our players to see women able to balance everything and not have to sacrifice those things too and so it's important to me that we represent going back to what was obviously a phenomenal playing career two-time badly player of the year for you what are your fondest memories of being a redbird um there's so many i think if anything and any player anyone who's played collegiate athletics would tell you that you know, I can remember, obviously, our 92 team was pretty special, um, going 30-4, and four, losing to Long Beach State at Long Beach State. But having that type of season, that group is so close. Like, we have a group text message going on right now and trying to figure out who's coming back for alumni weekend, who's around, you know. And we all are juggling kids, but um, – you know, when someone's husband gets sick, which we had that this last year, I mean, we rally around each other. And I think it's the friendships. It's, it's the road trips. When we get together, we might talk about and reminisce about some of the games that we can remember. But the, the road trips, the get-togethers, the meals, the hotels, like those are the things that come up over and over again about those funny stories. And I think just the friendships, knowing that if someone needed someone, they automatically have a team already behind them that's going to help support them. And so um, it's a pretty unique and special group that we still keep in touch with. You mentioned Leanna kind of pulling you two initially together when you first got the job. Mm-hmm. And obviously this is a, a very strong-knit alumni group. That has to make this job a little bit more attractive for you, yeah. I would think, to be part of this family now. Yeah, I think that we talk to our incoming freshmen about – you know, just kind of what they can expect when they arrive and, like, what what our built-in family is. Uh, But then I think, like, as a head coach, like, my wife and I were just picked up and plopped dead center in the state of Illinois. Um, And, you know, I had never, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know, like, I didn't know what the heck was going on. Um, So I think to be able to meet someone like Kim and, and meet all of Kim's staff and, you know, her kids and her husband and just... You know, I don't, I don't have family here. So being able to pick up the phone and call Kim, and we have such a great network of alums that are always reaching out like, hey, like, saw that you won last night, great job. Or, you know, hey, I'm with you. I know you guys are having a tough time. So I think just having that group of alums and then hearing their stories of what they loved about Illinois State and their memories, like, it just help, helps us in the recruiting process to have a great group of alums and that are still around or that still live in the area. So that's kind of been my favorite part. You didn't know anybody, but Bloomington Normal had to be a little bit better than Dayton. <laughs> Good time for another break. Kim, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Kim. Kim Nelson-Brown, Redbird Hall of Fame volleyball player and the head volleyball coach at Illinois Wesleyan <laughs> University. We're going to take 
our final timeout. When we come back, you can ask questions to oh, Alley no. Matters. We'll take your questions from the audience or on the Facebook stream and wrap things up here from Rob Dobbs right after this timeout on the Alley Matters show right here on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network from Learfield. I'm Bob Dobbsky, and I'm personally inviting you to come into Rob Dobbs Restaurant this week for lunch. Enjoy a delicious meal from the new Rob Dobbs lunch menu during your workday, and you don't have to worry about a long wait as we have plenty of seating. From our handcrafted burgers, specialty sandwiches, or variety of salads, you'll be ready to take on the rest of your day. And how long's the wait to be seated, Bob? Just a little, Jules. See our lunch menu when you visit robdobbsbn.com. Welcome back to Rob Dobbs. One final time tonight, the Ellie Matters Show. So it's now time to ask Ellie a question. First question tonight. Well, it's really the only question. Talk about your volleyball X. You want to explain that for our audience and myself? Yeah, X are just things that like kind of like is what it sounds like ugh, ugh. things that drive you crazy things that drive me crazy about volleyball volleyball from, x from a coaching perspective from a coaching yeah yeah i won't do player i'll just do coaching <laughs> um what are some of your volleyball x knee pads not worn on your knees so i can totally understand that this weekend at SefQ, everybody can identify some volleyball players some of them are my own that wear their knee pads, they should be over your kneecap, not on your shin, not with your little knee out. So all the, the <laughs> team has bruised knees, and it's because they don't wear their volleyball knee pads on their knees. That seems kind of productive. And back in my day, which wasn't that long ago, knee pads were actually, like, thick. And now they're just, like, paper thin, and they're just more for style. So if anyone can identify the lack of knee pads on the knees, come to my show again. Um, you had a laundry list of volleyball X. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, you weren't pissing around with this. So if you watch a lot of the broadcasts, um, announcers uh, remind everyone that you have to win by two. Okay. Which I just think that if you're tuning into the broadcaster, if you know the game. You probably are aware of the fact you have to win by two. Yeah, that would be like a football broadcaster being like, by the way, this is what a touchdown is worth. <laughs> And I just think that that's just like everyone knows that you have to win by two. So that's a nick. Announcers are, yeah. Yeah, they got to figure it out. It's a bad group. It's a bad fraternity. It's really, really tough. Um, I think missed serves are everyone's volleyball icks. It's like a a moan like throughout the whole entire arena. Like, oh. Especially when it's 24-21. Yes. At our home tournament, we had everybody up on their feet, and we were missing serves. So that's something that we'll try to fix. Um... And then lastly, when fans or, like, parents yell, like, double to the setters, and it's only fine when I do it. <laughs> so when parents do it, it's fine. Or, like, parents do it against my players, Bad. and I'm like, it's only okay when I'm like, that was a double. <laughs> so that's really all my volleyball icks. I'll stop there. Is that it, though, or is that all you've been able to put down on paper prior to tonight's show? Yeah, that's th- that's this- all I have. That's is this all I have something right that now. could be a weekly segment? That... I, I think so. Okay. And I, can have, and I can have my players send in some of their icks, too. So that would be. I'd like to hear a player's perspective on this. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, have to be, we'll have to weed those out. 
We we could look at them before. Yeah. Yes. Good idea. All right. Let's talk about this five match homestand. Yeah. Kicks off on Friday. Blackout against Belmont. 6 p.m. on Friday. Seven o'clock. You come back on Saturday. And Murray State. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about the blackout. That means you wear black. Every single year, there's somebody with in, like, orange or yellow or green. If you mess up and accidentally wear red or white, we'll let it slide. But you, you really should try to wear black. Blackout is pretty clear, though. Yeah, I, you would think. You would but think. we'll be able to identify somebody in purple on Friday. Blackout Friday, and that's a 6 p.m. start. Really kicks yep. off homecoming weekend. Saturday, 7 o'clock, Murray State. Yep. And then Monday, Reggie's Kids Club Night at SEFQ Arena, 6 p.m. the start time yep. against the Bradley Braves. Yep, Monday for the kids. There's going to be bounce houses. Face Like, I'm not getting my face painted, but I know it's for the kids. <laughs> They'll get a free T-shirt. Um, so we're really excited about this this stretch of matches in SEFQ. And then the following weekend, make plans October 20th and the 21st. Evansville comes to town, and yep. then Indiana State. Yep. So a nice stretch of five at home after four on the road, four in which you went 4-0. Yep, love it. And the next weekend um, against Indiana State, we have our uh, alumni weekend. We're really excited to welcome some alums back and honor them at the match on Saturday. So really looking forward to that as well. I, I do want to say Friday prior to that alumni, October 20th, your mm-hmm. match with Evansville mm-hmm. at SEFQ Arena is monster match. <laughs> What do we have going on for that? I don't dress I, up for Halloween. Yeah, I think that you should. But I, I mean, as a staff, we won't. I mean, the girls no, are going to dress up as volleyball players. But fans can. Fans yeah. are encouraged to dress up. In the yeah, Halloween fans costume. should definitely. I think there's going to be trick or treat around the concourse, so it should be really fun. Okay. Well, best of luck this weekend. Thank you. Thanks, Friday, everybody. Saturday, Monday, make plans to come out and see the Redbirds this weekend to celebrate homecoming, beginning with the blackout on Friday night against Belmont. That'll do it for our show tonight. Thanks to everybody here at Rob Dobbs. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks on Thursday night for the Ellie Matters show right here at Rob Dobbs on Hershey Avenue in Bloomington. Thanks so much, Coach. Good luck on Friday. Thanks. This has been the Ellie Matters show on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network from Learfield. This has been the Illinois State Volleyball Coaches Show with Allie Matters. Live from Rob Dobbs on 801 North Hershey in Bloomington. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network.